The following is a Dallin Catholic Sports presentation on Iowa Catholic Radio. Our coverage of Dallin Catholic High School Sports is underwritten by Ashworth Vision Clinic, Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, the Catholic Tuition Organization, Mercy One, and Skeffington's Formal Wear. Thank you for supporting Dallin Catholic Sports on Iowa Catholic Radio. It's start at an early start. So there's two and a half minutes gone in the first half. We've got the Dallin Catholic Maroons wearing maroon tops and shorts with gray socks. And then on the other side, we've got the Roosevelt Rough Riders wearing white tops, blue shorts, white socks. The Rough Riders bring an 8-8 eight and eight record in the substate, while Dallin hosts an 11-7 tilt. So with that tonight, we're excited to bring you a substate semifinal. The winner tonight will play on Wednesday against the winner of Waukee Northwest and Ottumwa. Waukee Northwest, a heavy favorite in that matchup. And that will be Wednesday at 6.30. We will not be broadcasting that road game. However, we uh, will be there in person and spirit. We hope you can, too. So, Ben, an exciting night and a lot on the line here for the Down Catholic Marines. Yes, everything's on the line. This is, this is the season right here. It's winter go home. It's at home, which is nice to have a game like that at home here. we got we got the bleachers filling in with the, with the fans, so it's a really good showing this evening. Nice, cool, cloudy evening. Um, great, great night to play soccer. And, uh, yeah, like you said, Tanner, everything to play for tonight. So I expect both these teams to leave it all out there and uh, go as hard as they can. And we've already seen a pretty good start to the game here. It's been back and forth. Uh, down lane in their 4-3-3. Uh, reentering the starting lineup for the first time in almost two months is senior forward Joe Reed. So great to have Joe back. I'm told he is on a bit of a uh, just top-end restriction given that Soft tissue injury he had on his hamstring. Uh, but nonetheless, he's good enough to go, hopefully, the full 80 minutes tonight. So, Joe Reeders is starting line. We've got the 4-3-3 for the Italian Catholic Maroons. So, Griezmer, Foth, Leon, and left back tonight is Owens Branch. And then in the center midfielder, we've got uh, Ian Griddell, Henry Abarca, and also the center midfield looks like we've got Raymond Molina, the freshman, who's uh, cracking starting lineup, of course, this season. Joe Reed returns to his left wing, has the ball right now on a cross. The ball's into the box, have a low ball from Joe Reed, a shot on goal, and it's a goal! We're underway with a 1 0 victory! Excuse me, we're at a 1 0 lead! I'm ahead of myself. But how about that? Ben, we talked about Joe Reed, and then 30 seconds later, he's down the byline, getting past two defenders, ripping a low ball in, and a turn, and a shot on goal from Sartori Fernandez, 1 0 Dallas. Sartori Fernandez, just a striker's goal, gets great service from Joe Reed on the left side, right on cue as you were talking about him coming back. Joe Reed beats a couple men, and then Sartori Fernandez actually collects it with his back to goal, turned onto his right foot and just hit a great shot uh, to the far post goal. He couldn't really get anything on it. So really nice goal from Dowling. It's a huge start to get up 1-0 in the first five minutes. And then here they are on the ball again. Jonathan Mendez getting fouled, the freshman Mendez. Great goal from Dowling. Fernandez. Yeah, what a start. What a start. Just under five minutes into the game, we have a 1-0 lead. And so, again, as we talked about McCall, you have Joe Reed at left wing. He'll play the ball across to Sergio Fernandez in the middle. And on the right wing, you have freshman Jonathan Mendez who's really developed his game well. So, uh, full strength for Coach Jackson Teeling. And that's been a bit of a, a rarity this season for the Maroons. So, uh, coming into the postseason at the right time, as Roosevelt looks to counter and uh, gives possession away. So nice to see that paying off early for Dowling, a real relief for the fans here at Dowling Stadium. Yeah, it, 
this is the first time pretty much for the whole season we've been at full strength. Everybody here, we've had players miss their injury, other commitments. And now you get a chance tonight to see this team come together with all their weapons. So I'm really excited um, to see how they can do. And obviously they're doing great so far. You've got your most dangerous attacking weapon, Joe Reed. We've really been missing, as you said, almost all of the season. And he comes in and just provides such a threat in behind. He can beat players off the dribble. He can run in behind. And uh, so having him back is a big luxury. And hopefully that the hamstring holds up for us. Here's Mendez. Great ball down the line to Ibarca. It's cut out by, by Roosevelt. But we've seen so far, Tanner, a little bit of back and forth to start. And now it seems that Dowling's establishing a little bit of that possession game uh, onto, this, onto this game so far. And an early sub here for Coach Chilling. Uh, just under seven minutes into the game, Andrew Schumacher comes in at right wing. He's going to replace Jonathan Mendez. So uh, a quick sub early for Mendez. There was an altercation about a minute into the game where Mendez collided with the goalie and the center back. It came up stretching his calf. Don't know if there were substitutions related to that or not. Right now, Mendez is on the trainer's table with his cleats and socks off seeking medical attention. So as we have just been talking about the full-strength nature of the lineup, you've got a starter, Mendez, on the medical table. So sorry if we jinxed you out there, Jonathan, but hopefully you get back soon and there's nothing to it. But the good news is Andrew Schumacher, a real talent, great athlete, he's out there now for uh, the uh, Coach Sealing and the Maroons playing right wing. Roosevelt under possession tries an ambitious shot from distance. That never was going to make it. But they're back on the rebound. Ball is played out to the right wing. They are corner of the 18 in possession, but a Owen Farage is too strong on the flank and kicked the ball out for a throw, and he can't get by Owen that easily. So throw in here for Roosevelt. Yeah. And they look to uh, create their first chance of the night. They're into the 18, dribbling towards the corner and looking to win a corner, but unfortunately gave the possession away. So goal kick for Gagalian. Good defense from Joe Reed. And Smerridge, but uh, Joe Reed on that last play getting all the way back to cover. Now, Smerridge has been really solid all season as a left back for us, coming in as a sophomore, getting heavy minutes, really strong left-footed player. And yeah, you mentioned Mendez. He's not just any starter, Tanner. He's our, he's our leading point scorer this, this season. He's got nine goals. He's got six assists. So he's very productive out there. Hopefully he's okay. Uh, but we know we've got plenty of attacking options as well to fill in. So, you, like you said, you bring a Schumacher in, tons of athleticism and speed out there on the right, so he should be just fine. Uh, you got Sartori Fernandez, Abarca, Reed, who we talked about, and then the freshman Molina. He's very dangerous for that left foot and uh, looking to get on the ball always. Now, here's Roosevelt threatening Tanner, getting into our final third. Looks for a through ball, just tipped away by. Fabian Leone there at the last minute. Yeah, good reaction deflection for Fabian and Leone. And, you know, one thing to watch for Roosevelt is they play what appears to be a 4-3-3. You don't hear this a lot in the CINL, but Roosevelt's left back uh, has some talent, and he made kind of a cross-field run by a couple defenders and started the attack with a left-to-right run and then through ball played over. We've also seen him go down the line a couple times with a well-placed long ball. So that's number 26, Alex Granados-Nava the junior defender, so uh, not something you see every day. Oftentimes the left back can be a position where there's less creativity, especially at this level. But uh, credit to Alex, who is uh, a, a rough rider, he's a junior, and he's had uh, a couple chances early created. So we'll see where those goals come from. You know, Roosevelt, interesting season. 
They had a lot of success in the Metro. The Metro had an up year, but still had wasn't the level of the uh, Central or the Iowa Conference in the CIML. But you know, within that conference, uh, did quite well, and they had some good wins. They they beat a Hoover team that was ranked. They beat a East team that was ranked. They knocked out North in a tough matchup in the uh, prior substate match. So they're winning games. They're picking at the right time, and you know they're here to play too. It's uh, you know, somebody's going to go home tonight and end their, end their high school career, and obviously uh, both teams don't want to do that. Absolutely not. Yeah, winner, winner go home game. And, you know, both teams showing some composure early, starting to get some strings and passes together. But it's hard not to come into this game with a little bit of nerves, right? When you know, you know, every, every play is so crucial, every chance. You give up a goal, you go down 1-0 early, that can be mentally difficult for a team. But Roosevelt still playing strong and actually maybe, maybe even up their game a little bit giving up that first goal. And here's uh, Dowling and Smerich with a long ball over the top looking for Joe Reed. Enough pressure for Joe Reed to force the Roosevelt defender to kick it out for a Dowling throw-in. So now we've got a throw-in inside Roosevelt pass. Another sub, Mendez checking back in for Schumacher. Oh, That's a good, good thing to see right there. Great sign there. You know, Mendez only out for about five minutes. Clearly the medical staff. Uh, like what they saw, and so now back to full strength to get down in Catholic, and a good quick early look of Andrew Schumacher. But a turnover here from both has a long shot for the Riders, and that ball is a yard wide of the far post, but uh, trying to play possession out of the back and a really solid season for John Both, but he was completely dispossessed with a center horn for Roosevelt, who got the ball and tried his chances early from distance. Yeah. Unfortunately for the Maroons, went just wide. Roosevelt's leading goal scorer as well. That was Number nine, Ian Campbell, a sophomore. So he's one to watch. He's going to be their biggest threat on the attack. And that's that's about as good of a chance as you can get, although he was forced to hit sort of a long shot as both started to close him in, but it was close. Just past the outside post here. Dowling's back on the ball, taking it around the back. Roosevelt kind of playing a bit of a high press, it looks like Tanner. Their whole team is stepping up as a unit and kind of pressuring our defenders. So it's up to us to hopefully play out of it. Roosevelt looks like they want to turn us over deep in our own half, and it did work out on that last chance. Yeah, it's a style of great offense, really. Uh, you know, old cliche, defense is the best offense. And here you've got Roosevelt saying, Dowling, we know you want to play possession. We know you want to play short out of the back. We're not going to just invite you to carry 30 yards of possession against us. We're going to use our three forwards as the first line of defense and then press you a little bit tighter. What that does is two things. One, it's exhausting to keep up for 80 minutes because you're covering all the ground across the pitch. And the other thing is that you are susceptible to the long ball because you're playing a higher line and you have fewer people back. In other dallying formations, they were a little bit less of a threat over the top. But when Joe Reed is back, you really have to be careful about where you keep your defensive line. And what we saw earlier on the goal was a through ball to Joe Reed where he used his with its speed mm-hmm. to get past two defenders and get across in for a goal. So we'll see if that really strategy holds and for how long. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be really key for them. Like you said, it's, it's something that wears you out, um, all that running, and it, it's going to leave them very exposed in the counterattack. So we like that from a downing perspective. So they need to capitalize early with the strategy. Maybe we'll see them sort of fall back a little bit and settle in, but um, – so far, Dowling's been able to deal with it pretty well, and now they've worked the ball well out from Jonathan Mendez. Well on the wing, but again, a good play there from uh, Alex Nava, the left back. You know, Mendez has been able to break down the first defender most of this season. As you said, he's leading the team in points, 
And now he's got a tough matchup here against uh, junior Alex Nava. So I'm curious to see how that matchup plays out. And what we've seen sometimes this season is Coach Thielen rotate his wingers. And I'd be curious to see how the athleticism of uh, older Joe Reed can hold up to a uh, uh, maybe a, maybe a, a more physical left back here for Roosevelt. Yeah. So you know we'll just see how uh, how the chess pieces fall into play as the game goes on. And Coach there with a good reaction play to intercept the three ball and now fighting possession in the middle of the park. Really nice from both. Yeah, Joe Reed. You know we, we heard from Coach Sealing that he's he's back from injury, but he's he's played in two games before this. He got 20 minutes against Johnson, about 45, 50 minutes against Centennial. He's really playing 85, 90% with that hamstring. But even at that level, he's still going to be able to run past most players. Um, but still not full strength. So hopefully that can continue to heal. Let's talk about running past people for a second, Ben. Shout out to the Dowling Catholic Boys Track and Field team. Absolutely incredible. The first state championship in track and field for the boys in Dowling Catholic's history and on top of that, they scored the most points ever at a 4A state meet. Incredible performance by the track and field team of Dowling Catholic. Shout out to their coach, those young men. In the process, they set multiple state records over the weekend at Drake Stadium. A great accomplishment. Congratulations to you state champions in Maroon. There's no sweeter way to end a career than a team first in a state title. Just a really incredible accomplishment. And, Ben, you and I had the pleasure of um, sharing this facility a couple weeks ago with the track and field team, but they were training for the state tournament, and they looked like champions then. They looked fast. I will say that. <laughs> and congratulations. A huge, uh, incredible accomplishment. Really happy and proud to hear about that. Maybe, you know, maybe Coach Sealing can uh, see if he can recruit some of that speed on the squad for next year. Who knows? But they got a pretty successful program right now. That's going to be a tough task. But, yeah, that was that was cool to see them training the other day during the alumni game. And uh, even cooler to hear about what they were able to do at the state tournament. And uh, to all our listeners out there, we'll work on getting the alumni games on Iowa Catholic Radio. Uh, in the meantime, we'll be bringing you soccer. And while this one was out for a throw-in, I'd like to recognize Ashworth's Vision Clinic, committed to providing a complete eye exam, making sure your family is seen and feeling their best. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at 60th and Ashworth in West Des Moines, or check them out online at ashworthvision.com. Thanks to all our underwriters. That ball went from a throw-in out to a goal kick, and so it'll be Maroon's goal kick coming out. But we've got our second sub of the game. Uh, Josh Roman Castro, the freshman, comes onto the pitch for senior Joe Reed. So freshman for senior sub, and Joe Reed uh, had a goal contribution so far into the game. We're 17 minutes into the first half, and he's going to get a little bit of a breather and rest that leg. Yeah, well-deserved breather. And I think it's good to see him being rotated out, resting up a little bit, easing his way back into the lineup. Castro has gotten a lot of good minutes. He's been a solid contributor for the Maroons this year. Here's Roosevelt lining up a deep shot. Makes the eagle the own force of the save out of Leon. It's just wide. That was right post. Really nice shot there from looks like number five. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Yeah. Ian Campbell. Again, he's a Campbell. And again, so that's a similar position. A turnover there. Uh, Foes had an errant pass against his press. And then number nine likes to shoot, likes to shoot from distance. And so uh, this time he forced to save a bit of a nervy moment there for Dowling Catholic. 
and we'll continue to monitor that as Roosevelt's best offense has come right now from their front defense. So we'll see how this holds. Possession's been a little bit more in the defensive half for Dallian Catholic since the goal. Still dealing with most of the touches, but in their own half as they're showing to break down this defense. So credit to the Roosevelt Riders for showing up in a little bit better shape post-goal. And now we've got Dowling in possession across the back again. Touch to Grinnell in the middle. Grinnell is collapsed and was almost lost the ball. Was able to poke it out to Abarca and play the through ball. And unfortunately, Mendez just couldn't get the last touch on it. And now Roosevelt in possession out of the back. Yeah, Mendez timed his run well there. I like how he changed direction to cut towards the inside channel. And his, his first touch just kind of failed him a little bit and went straight to the covering center back for Roosevelt. Oh, what I want to see, Tanner, is I want to see Dallin continue to try to play out of the back on the tie press. Like you said, they've turned the ball over a couple of times. It's resulted in some chances. But I'd like to see him continue to try and play through it because if they do, eventually we'll be able to unlock the defense. And I imagine they will continue to try to play out the way they have with just passing, keeping on the ground. Here's Griezmann making a big run up the right side. Abarca looking for him. Griezmann sneaking around the back. Almost a little high press of our own there turning into a chance. And good patience from Abarca in the middle of the field. And good recognition from Danny Griezmann up the right back, who saw a bit of stagnation across the uh, forward lines for the Maroons. Took the initiative to make that big run through. But now in the counterattack, this ball's into our own box. A pass back to Diego Leon, who uses his feet to clear on the pass back. Roosevelt wins the ensuing header. And then gets the ball first, and a foul is uh, by Ian Grindell. So, Roosevelt here with a set piece. We're going to be 30 yards from goal at the right post or the right hash. So, this is a, a bit of an awkward spot. It's too far to really have a dangerous shot, but the angle isn't great for a cross. If I'm Roosevelt, I'm playing this ball out wide and trying to get the angle back on the cross. But we know it's Campbell over the ball, the number nine. He likes to shoot one this is about 10 yards further out than his last two attempts, so maybe he's feeling confident and he's going to give it a go. We'll see how it goes here. Three-man wall, curler, and caught by Diego Leon. That ball was always wide, but uh, good handling there by Diego to uh, eliminate the corner kick threat. And now he's got plenty of time to do what he wants to do. Yeah, he can't just think of himself, you know, let's just get a shot on target and see what happens there. He's 30 yards out, pretty far, but not too far, I suppose, to pull off an incredible shot, but in the end, nothing too threatening. Dowling uh, clearing the ball from the defensive half with, with a drop kick by Diego. Ball gets fumbled around there in the middle, and now it's a Dowling throw. Here's Joe Reed checking back into the game pretty quickly. He's coming on for Joe Reed. Fernandez. Uh, Coach Chilling talked about, you know, wanting to use Joe Reed in a variety of spaces. He was that left wing for the assist that he had in the first five minutes. Now he's back at center forward, so you know he's going to give each of these defenders a little bit more of a different challenge. And you know, as as these Maroons have great talent across the attacking third, they're able to rotate, and you know, you tend to understand people's tendencies over the course of the game. This way, sometimes you don't expect the, the pure speed or physicality of a Joe Reed that's guarding that's Troy Fernandez the whole night. So we'll see if this can open to something. But a great uh, ball out wide. Now we've got Mendez who finds Reed's feet, top of the eight team. Can Reed turn? Reed goes down. Quick appeals for a penalty are not given and are shied away by the referee. And now we've got Roosevelt building out of the back to uh, start a new attack. That was a nice build-up from Dally. They they uh, were able to kind of work the ball through the middle, play some combination passes, um, and get a little bit of a different look than some of the 
through balls they've been playing early. So I like to see them establish that possession in Roosevelt's final third like they just did. Had Reed gotten that turn there, which he almost pulled off, he would have had a pretty good look. Um, right, right, got it right at the top of the yeah. 18, back to goal. And credit to Mendez. You know, we see a lot of these young players like to put their hair down and go to the byline. Mendez faked the byline and cut inside and was able to find his number nine seat, which uh, creates a little more opportunity there. That ball is a long throw and it's into the box. It's cleared up by Roosevelt, but a bit of a chance there for Dowling off the throw in. Again, Dowling Catholic Field has this track around it, so it's not very wide. So throw ins can be a little bit more of a threat than when you get to a larger surface like some of the uh, suburban schools offer. And so with that, you've always got to be a little bit on your toes. Remember we saw Valley last year take advantage of those long throw-ins and treat them like corner kicks and got a couple goals off of set pieces. So that remains a threat here on these narrow fields to track around it. Yeah, you've got the personnel for that, absolutely. Uh, Valley, you know, you saw them just have the long throw and Roosevelt struggled to deal with it. We've had a few crosses where Roosevelt struggled to deal with it. So I think that's something we're going to continue to – to hopefully apply the strategy. There's a bit of a, a trip over the ball on the far side of the field. Looking to see what's going on here. Ref blows the play dead. Yeah, illegal throw-in by Roosevelt. One of those plays where the, where the player almost throws it straight down really softly and doesn't complete the motion. You have to really actually follow through on a throw-in, otherwise it's uh, technically against procedure. So not a call you see every day, uh, but the referee saw it, called it correctly, and now Dowling got the throw-in back. So Dowling in the middle of the park, looking to establish possession. Roosevelt, in this area, playing the high pressure. They are not letting the center backs get time to pick their head up, and they were able to convert possession back to their own side as John Pope's long ball went out of bounds. And so throwing now in Roosevelt's defensive third, and they've got a little bit more time here back on the on the byline here. And, you know, this number six here, number five in the middle of the park, uh, has got, oh, that's a long ball at the top for Campbell. Cleared up the line by Leon, so a bit of a kind of a, a lazy couple of passes by Roosevelt and then a quick long ball almost sprung in a one-on-zero breakaway. Another attempt for a long ball over the top. So we're seeing Roosevelt try to create out of possession here. Seems to be a, a combination of slow, 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 and the next thing you know, pop, look for that over-the-top ball. So we'll see if that can catch uh, the uh, Don Kevin Maroon's back line sleeping here tonight. Yeah, they've looked for quite a few Little shift, three balls in over the top. Oh, that's a three ball to Joe Reed right there. Turnover. Joe Reed on goal. Joe Reed with nothing to beat. Joe Reed far post for a goal. Joe Reed far post for a goal. What an incredible through ball. Again, Roosevelt with a little bit of lazy possession out of the back. That ball was intercepted by, I believe it was Mendez. It might have been a Barca with that through ball. Might have been a Barca intercepted the pass. Jonathan Mendez with the assist, and so Jonathan Mendez with an interception and immediately put it behind the center back, and Joe Reed was always going to be the center back with that ball. Joe Reed with two touches to get into the box, and a really well-placed finish. That ball was nestled in the far corner. It's 2-0, Dallas Catholic Maroons, and you are seeing right away what Joe Reed does to this offense. One goal, one assist, and 35 minutes, 25 minutes to play. This is incredible. Uh, Stellar goal from Joe. He had a lot to do still after getting in behind the defense because they were closing fast. He was kind of at an angle out to the right, and so he hit a really hard low shot. But he's the goalie's hand, the back left post is a really nice finish. Um, even though, again, it was a fast break, he still a lot left for that goal. He did. It was a well placed finish. He shot it low and across the goal at Nestle with that far post on the ground. Goalie 
it's good. the Jerry factor. You know, this Valley's Catholic Maroons team plays really well box to box. They're talented. They're skilled. They understand the game well. But in the CIML and in high school Iowa soccer, you need a bit of physicality to get that last chance to get through the line of defense, to get behind defenders, to get into the box and muscle somebody out. And without Joe Reed here, the team just misses a bit of the athleticism to create the final third. And what you've seen is that speed and that physicality that Joe Reed brings to get behind defenders, first for a cross to an assist, and secondly to a shot for a goal. But that combination of that great skill that these younger Dallas and Catholic Marines have with Joe Reed's athleticism is a really winning combination for Coach Teeling, and we're seeing the success of that tonight. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, and a lot of the attacking players, while very highly skilled, mostly underclassmen, still kind of developing physically. So it's you're seeing it unfold right before our eyes, what Joe Reed can do. And with Roosevelt, playing this high press on our defenders and then consequentially playing a high line with their defense, I like Reed. I mean, obviously it works with him on the left wing for the assist, but with him playing centrally like that, he's very dangerous. And uh, that's what that goal ultimately resulted in, is him just playing off that high line, one little touch in behind, and he's gone. Yeah. Another sub here for Dowling. So Drew Dunlap, number 25, the sophomore coming on. He takes uh, the place of Josh Roman Castro. And so Coach Stilling with a two-goal lead, 27 minutes into the first half is now uh, rotating the bench a little bit more, which is important. You know, not that you want to look ahead on the 2-0 lead, most dangerous lead in soccer, but if you win tonight, you've got a really tough matchup against Joaquin and West on Wednesday. And so the ability to get rotation at this stage of the game is critical for Coach Tilling. Yeah, it's critical. You know, I'd like to see maybe, again, most dangerous in soccer, we have a lot of work left to do. So if we have a 2-0 lead later in the game, we're added to this. You might be able to rest read a little bit for the uh, – the final on Wednesday, but there's still a lot to be played here before we can get to that level of comfort. And we've called some games this year, Tanner, where we had a comfortable 2-0 lead going into the second half, and we saw things get tight. So you get one goal back, everything changes, and the momentum the other way. Yeah, and amongst those rotational players right now who's showing well, you know, number six there in the midfielder, Kevin Kopich, has uh, gotten stuck in quite well. You know, Kevin's a, a tall, lanky, skinny guy, but he's got that size, that physicality, that aggressiveness he's bringing you know, two years of experience here at the high school level as a sophomore, and he's getting some minutes in now, writing a good physicality in the middle of the park, tough to get through. So you like to see Kevin and what he's doing on the bench. It's been fun this this year, Ben, to watch these younger players progress. Amongst the squad for Dowling, who are some of the younger players that have really developed and maybe surprised you the most? I first have to say freshman Ray Molina, number 10, playing in the middle of the park. You know, he started the season out not starting, and he has firmly established, established himself as one of the most, you know, critical pieces of that midfield. Um, that's able to keep possession, that's able to control the tempo of the game, and then find players uh, in behind the defense. So, Molina, certainly, and, you know, I, I think Jonathan Mendez as well. He, he's been, we already talked about him, but his contributions, his productivity – in terms of goals and assists as a freshman. And not only that, undersized freshman. Molina is smaller than everybody he's going against, but he's still able to find a way to get it done. Um, so those two certainly have impressed quite a bit. Here's Riddell getting deep into the attacking third, but it's cut out. And then, you know, from there, you've seen some of the guys we saw last year, like Henry Marka and Ian Riddell, as sophomores step their game up um, even further, both getting stronger. Um, being bigger leaders in this squad. 
Um, so th- those players certainly have, have stuck out and sort of exceeded expectations. Anybody else from your end? Well, I'd echo a lot of your comments. I, I, I'd also like to back up Ian Griddell, somebody who didn't start last year and has really developed into that defensive midfielder role and is a key part of the playmaking for the Maroons, as well as freshman John Both uh, had a little less profile coming in relative yeah. to some of the attacking talents. And we've seen some really good play this year to John Both, uh, a, a physical player, uh, someone who likes to get stuck in, someone who is willing to hit a long ball and has a decent left foot as well. And so, you know, both, he still had some composure to build in his game. He, against the high pressure, can be a little bit nervy at times on the ball. That comes with experience. You're a freshman going in against the high level of knockout game. So you expect that at some point, but I think he can develop a little bit more comfort, a little bit more technical foot skill, and ultimately reach the game a little bit faster. He's going to be a real key cog of the build-up play for the Maroons, but certainly when you've got a freshman like Mendez leading the team in goals and assists, you're getting really excited about how he will progress over the course of his career. Yes, and thanks for shouting out the defenders. I'm always going to the attacking players right away. So, And, you know, <laughs> we bring a bias to how we see the game. Yours skews a little bit more attacking. Mine skews a little bit more defensive. So we bounce each other out up here in the booth as well. We do. Yes, indeed. And, you know, folks, as you said, he's not only a freshman and really developing, but he's also the leader of that defense as a freshman. So, um, you know, last year you had Parker Stork, the senior and folk, you know, kind of steps in and provides what he did. He's building up to that level. And actually, I saw Parker Stork, I think, is in the building tonight down in the bleachers. So, Welcome back, Parker. He finished up his freshman year at Wisconsin Parkside, where he was playing a little bit there up for that great D2 program in Wisconsin. So great to see the alumni come back and support the squad. And um, excited to see this season hopefully continue. You've been listening to the CIML Substate semifinal. Dowling Catholic is playing Roosevelt. There's eight minutes to play in the first half of this game. It's a really lovely night out here. There's uh, uh, good cloud coverage, so nobody's getting sunburned tonight, and it's not too windy either. So a pretty calm, mild May evening in Des Moines. And I think all of us up here are distracted by the smell of the master griller downstairs. Uh, what a treat as you walk into the stadium when you've got this that fresh grill smell. They've got burgers and broths going. So a good experience here for a, a sub-state semifinal at Downing Stadium. Yeah, hopefully there's some left over for halftime. We can sneak down there maybe. Um, but, yeah, you got everything tonight. The great weather, the concessions open, full, uh, full bleachers of fans, just ideal conditions as a player too. Not too hot, not too cold, really no wind. And also you've got Downing wearing maroon shorts, maroon shirts with gray socks. Roosevelt's got their white shirts with the navy blue shorts and white socks, so easy to tell each team apart. And, uh, folks, we've got a 2-0 lead for Dowling with seven minutes left to go in this first half. So Dowling's up 2-0 over Roosevelt, and they are on the ball looking for more right now. Kofish, though, gives away possession. Now Roosevelt on to the counterattack. Let's see if they can find anything quickly cut out. Good cover by the mid Good recovery from Kofish there, and Grinnell doubles down. Again, we've seen Kopich, you know, really contribute on the defensive end. He's not quite as uh, strong of a possession player as some of his opponents. And a tactical foul here for me and Gridell will see him parted, I suspect. And that is our first yellow of the game. Ian Gridell, under some pressure, was dispossessed. 
And rather than give up a three-on-three at the back, he kind of just really two-hand tackled the opponent. And so a uh, yellow card here for Ian Riddell. Uh, a bargain will come in. So you've got Henry now back in the midfield. And Ian goes headline for a bit of a self-induced uh, short-term suspension as he takes out the uh, five-minute yellow card rest. Yeah, it was a... It was a tactical foul, right? It's just a, I don't think a terrible foul. He knew what he, exactly what he was doing. Yeah. Roosevelt had a bit of a window there to break in in a fairly dangerous position. So not a terrible foul from Goodell just to keep things in check, ultimately resulting in a yellow card. Here's Campbell lining up for the ball, right-footed shot on target, right in the arm of Diego Leone down the middle. Again, that's a direct free kick. You're straight in front of the goal. You're about 32 yards out. That's a tough distance to beat any goalie at this level. Uh, but what we know about Campbell is he's a volume shooter. I believe he has all five shots at this point in the game for the Roosevelt Rough Riders. No wonder he's the leading goal scorer. A high percentage play, in my mind, from those kind of 30 to 40-yard free kicks that are in the middle of the park, knock it out wide, gain five or ten yards, get an angle back on the cross. But, you know, right now they're letting Campbell have the green light, and He's a real a big part of the reason why they've gotten this far this season. So he has to go with what works. Yeah, it looks like Coach Matt Reeves, Roosevelt, is more than comfortable with letting Campbell just line those shots up all day. So uh, fair warning to the Dowling Maroon defenders out there. Campbell is going to shoot on sight. I mean, we've seen it so far. You're going to hear the crowd getting in this a little bit more. It's starting to get a little chippy out there. It's getting more physical. Campbell with a nice through ball out to the right-handed side. Roosevelt is looking to get anything going in the attacking third. Here they are again. Good cover from both. Both clears it out. Dowling with a counterattacking opportunity here. They can turn on it. And start towards Fernandez now. He's got Mendez if he can find him. Now he's oh, off the The touch late with the pass. What a good run by Mendez. Dowling back in possession. Molina out wide. Dunlop on the left flank. Dunlop in the middle to Abarca. Abarca's in attacking the field, barely. Picks his head up. Mendez's feet. Mendez out to Danny G on the right wing. Danny G with a cross, top of the 18. Ball goes all the way through to the left wing. Cross back to the back post. And he's there and he's just wide. Great end-to-end play from Dowling. Really good, patient buildup. They're playing switching balls in the final third. Keeps the defense under man. Keeps the defense guessing back and forth. That cross came in at the far post for Mendez, just slid onto it, and hit the side netting on his first-time attempt. So, good there, good build-up there from Dowling Catholic. You talked about it earlier. You were talking about Roosevelt, but it's the same applies for Dowling. We just saw it. You were talking about getting the ball in wide, swinging it back across. Dowling was able to do that, distribute the ball out wide to Danny G. He crosses it, goes over, and we get another cross in that results in that back post opportunity. So, if you can use the width and then come in on a diagonal or cross field, it can be very dangerous. So hopefully we see more of that. Great play from Sartori Fernandez there to keep the possession as a hold-up forward. Molina now trying to collect the ball. Looks like another attack is on for Dally, and it's cut out by Roosevelt. So now we have just under four minutes left to go with a 2-0 lead for the Maroons. Roosevelt back on the attacking threat here. And Campbell down through the middle, and he's going to guess what? Oh, he's bumped off it. He... Pump fakes the shot, looks to get into the box where his touch was too heavy. So, again, with Campbell in the final third, you know what he's thinking. He can read it the whole way. That's how he faked the long shot and went for the dribble in, and it was 
Uh, well read by Fabian Leon. Yeah, just a bit of a heavy touch, but I mean, not only can Campbell shoot, but he's strong on the ball. He can carry it. He can dribble it. So just all around dangerous. But so far, he's really been the most dangerous offensive threat. Looks like Roosevelt really looks for him every time they get the ball. They're looking for those three balls in for him. They're looking for his feet. So here's Dowling now with a throw in right at midfield. And and to our listeners out there, just as a reminder, with some things coming up, we've got uh, Iowa Catholic Radio welcoming Scotty McCreary, country music star Scotty McCreary with special guest Allie Colleen to the Iowa Event Center Ballroom. That's on Sunday, July 24th. So a month from now, tickets and information available at CelebrateCountry.org. Definitely check that out. As we tick down underneath uh, two and a half minutes here in the first half, Tanner. Yeah, and we've got uh, just a couple minutes to play. It's a 2-0 lead, so Dowling is looking good through the first 38 minutes of this sub-state semifinal. We're in possession again. Danny G pushes into the final third. He's got Sartori Fernandez on the wing. Enrico plays back to Danny G. He's inside the box. Who crosses it? And the goalie caught it, but it was actually offside there on Danny G. So Roosevelt's got two minutes left to play. Their left back will build out of the back. And he finds a midfielder who turns and charges upfield. He takes his space quite well. He's now into attacking territory for the Rough Riders. Ultimately shielded off the ball by Abarca, who does well to use his body to position. And just one too many touches there for the big midfielder from Roosevelt. As Sotero Fernandez uh, plays an ill-fated ball up the pitch. And that's going to go back to the goalie there for Roosevelt. You got Drew Dunlop, who is... Using his energy wisely as he chases that ball around the field, makes it a little bit harder for the Roosevelt defense, and ultimately forces a long ball to find the uh, the touch line. So a throw in for Dowling right near the halfway line. There are 80 seconds left in the first half of this sub-state semifinal. 2-0 Dowling. Dowling going from left to right in the radio, and we've got Roosevelt now in possession with Campbell on the right flank. Now finds his center midfielder. One two to back to Campbell. And intercepted and well read by Abarca, who is able to beat one defender and find the release foul with Danny G. That shot you heard is one minute remaining in the half. And now Roosevelt, the left back Navo with a long shot, is blocked, but he's still hungry. He's going after this ball with the corner flag. A left footed cross into the hands safely of Diego Leon. But Roosevelt should be motivated by the clock right now. They got to have this deficit before it goes into the final whistle. Yeah, and they, if they could snip a goal here right before half, that would really go a long way for the their mentality going into the second half. But now Dowling with less than 30 seconds. And Roosevelt's there for it. Mendez on the ball. Can he beat a man? Closed down again by that, that novice. Yeah, novice having a good day defending yeah. Mendez in the 1v1 situation. There's 14 seconds left, and Dowling is being lackadaisical with this throw. And there they finally get the ball in. A flick header from Dunlap goes across the picture. And that ball is at school. And it's out for a corner kick, but they won't have time to take it. That was almost an own goal as a clearance for Roosevelt hits the defender's shin and get it over the crossbar. So an exciting finish on both ends to an exciting half here at Western Wayne Dallas Catholic High School. It's 2-0. Dallas is winning over Roosevelt. We will have a full recap for you after a quick commercial break. You are listening 
to Dowling Catholic Soccer on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. CPCustomHomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742. Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. Listener-supported Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM KWKY, Des Moines, 94.5 FM K233BT, Des Moines, 88.5 FM KIHS, Adel, 90.9 FM KLOX, Creston. Welcome back to West Des Moines, Iowa, where Ben Feeling and your host, Santa Krauss, are bringing you Dowling Catholic Boys Varsity Soccer on Iowa Catholic Radio. It is 2-0. Dowling Catholic is ahead over the Roosevelt Rough Riders at halftime of this sub-state semifinal. Ben, what are your early thoughts on that first half of soccer? Just both teams really going for it. You're seeing a lot of effort out there. I love to see that. Dowling's played very well, um, passing the ball nicely, keeping it on the ground, keeping possession. They've been able to convert on a couple of chances. So offensively, I think Dowling's looked really good. And uh, having a 2-0 lead going in, in the halftime will tell us that. And uh, with Roosevelt, I do like the strategy they've employed here, playing a high press, trying to turn Dowling over deep in our own half. They've done it. They've created chances from it. I think they're going to have to keep doing it to get back into this game. And uh, you might think 2-0, Dowling's looking pretty good, but Roosevelt gets the goal early in that second half. Um, and I think they're up for it, for sure, because they're, they're, they're playing hard. We, we really need to be looking out for that. But other than that, great, great effort from Dowling here in the first half. Indeed, Ben, 2-0. Right now, when you're in the postseason, it's not how you win, it's if you win. And at this point, you're happy with how you're performing. If I'm Coach Teeling, I'm telling my boys the first 10 minutes of this half, come out and set the tone. To your point, Ben, if Roosevelt gets a goal here and this lead goes down to 2-1 and anything can happen, bounce the ball, next thing you know, it's a tie game, it could be an overtime situation, that's a lot different looking half than if you come out with fury and anger and you get that First goal, you spread it to 3-0. That takes a lot of air out of the lungs of Roosevelt and really changes how Coach Teeling can manage this ball game. So I'm looking for Coach Teeling to inspire the lads to a really high-powered, high-energy start in the second half. Yeah, and it's got to be a 0-0 mentality. From Dowling's perspective, they got to come into the second half thinking this game is tied, thinking that they really need to come out on the front foot and I expect that they will. Um, if, if you can get this game to a 3-0, you know, that makes things really difficult for Roosevelt. Obviously, from a Dallas perspective, Coach Keeling would love to see that. He might be able to rest Joe Reed a little bit if that's the case. Um, 
But all that considered, we do, you know, looking at the first half, uh, great performance from the Maroons. They did what they needed to do. They were able to convert chances early. I think when you get that early goal, especially, it kind of lets you loosen up a little bit. We've, we've called some games this year, Tanner, where Dallas created a lot of chances, but they just weren't able to finish. And as the game wears on, if it's a 0-0 game or if it's tied and you don't get that goal, you continue to rush even more, and it makes it even harder to score. You lose your composure a little bit. So getting that early goal, I think, really settled the boys down. And it's great to have your senior leader back, right? Joe Reed, the difference in that half, you've got a goal and an assist from the senior captain, his first start in two months. So a promising sign for what he can do at this level and a reminder to all of us as to his value and contribution to this program. So interesting to see how Coach Gilly manages his time. Is he thinking in the now and is it a zero-zero mindset and we're going to run Joe Reed like we need two more goals? Or is he thinking into Wednesday and is he going to run Joe Reed like there's another challenge here in 48 hours against a tougher opponent. Yeah, that's, that's probably a tricky thing from a coach's perspective. You get to halftime 2-0, it's probably really tempting to start to look ahead to, to Wednesday, right? But um, as we said, I'm sure, you know, Coach Healing is well aware of, of how precarious the situation still is at 2-0. Um, so they're going to come out full throttle. I think they're going to continue to push the envelope. You saw um, – you saw Danny Griesmer. One of the things you saw a lot of in that first half was our right back, Danny G, as we call him, getting up high and so Roosevelt's attacking third, making those runs. And I think that helps push put pressure on Roosevelt's defense. So I'd like to see Danny G continue to do that and get high up the field and get some of those crosses in. You know, that's one of the things we saw Roosevelt had some difficulty dealing with the cross in that first half. And Danny Griesmer on the program, Danny G in the booth. But when he's in that attacking position, he's Dantuan and Griezmann, and my book, Ben. Uh, shout out to the French, or the French national playing in Spain, and so real talent there. You know, what we saw, clearly the, the two chances, or the, the two goals that we scored, you know, Joe Reed getting behind the defense, and you need that to win at this level, because sometimes it just comes down to sheer physicality, athleticism. You also need to see the talent and the skill, the ability to break down a defense, and when Dallas had its best tonight was when they were being patient as they crossed into the final third, and they were switching the field side to side in the final third. We saw on a really good chance late, that ball go from Danny G on the right wing all the way across the left wing to, I believe it was, was Mendez, right? Or no, Mendez had the final look. Yeah. I believe it was Molina on the left wing. And so that's a that's a cross eighteen to eight corner of eighteen to the corner of eighteen switch to get the defense shifting and turning their heads away from their marks. And ultimately we saw across the back post back to Mendez, who wasn't able to get the final touch on it, but the best build up play there for Downing Catholic. So you need that combination of breaking the defense down and just run right past them to win games consistently. So I'm looking for Don Catholic to build on that style of play and continue to try to be patient in the attacking third when the defense is set. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. To see them continue to develop on that would be obviously something they're going to need to do to get past a team like Northwest if we get to that point, or you know, even into the state tournament if we get to that point. And you know, you talk about patience and composure. It's easy 
to, to find yourself with space on the ball and to find players running and just wanted to, just wanting to release that ball versus just playing a simple pass and keeping possession. So having that composure, and the same goes for our defenders. When Roosevelt has their high press on, somebody's closing that defender down quickly, there's always going to be an option for them to play simple. But can they deal with that pressure, keep their composure, and find that easy pass? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I'll be looking for in the second half. And sometimes that first run is a great decoy and opens up space on the weak side of the pitch, as oftentimes you're drawing your mark and the support defender to defend against that potential through ball. And in many cases, if you can be patient, there'll be a bit of a window that opens up in the immediate follow-through of that run, and that's where you can really break a defense down, playing that second or third option. So we'll see if, as these Dallas County Marines get a little more experience, a little more composure, reading the game at this level, if they can start to play the second or third option and find success that way. Absolutely. So we've got uh, the, the 10-minute halftime break winding down here. Game's going to get underway here in just a couple of minutes. We're going to take another quick commercial break before the second half action. You're listening to Dowling Catholic Soccer on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. CTOIowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling. Since 1999, Golden Rule Heating and Cooling has been supporting customers with their rules to live by. Respect, understanding, loyalty, expertise, and service. GoldenRulePHC.com. Monday through Friday at 3 p.m., it's Cresta in the Afternoon. Speaker and author Al Cresta looks at life through the lens of Scripture and the teaching of the Catholic Church, providing conversation about the things that matter most. Cresta in the Afternoon on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Welcome back to the second half of Dowling Catholic Boys Varsity Soccer. We're here in West Des Moines at Dowling Stadium where the Maroons are hosting the visiting Roosevelt Rough Riders of Des Moines. We're in a sub-state semifinal matchup. The second half is about to kick off. It's 2-0 Dowling. Dowling Catholics are wearing the maroon tops and shorts with the gray socks. They're going from right to left in the radio. The Rough Riders are in position ready to go, wearing white, blue, white, from left to right in the radio. And we've got a uh, date against Waukee Northwest or a Tumla underway on the line. And the winner of this match will play Wednesday at 6.30. So a lot on the line here tonight, Ben. Everything to play for if you're just tuning in. Thanks for being here with us tonight on a beautiful Monday evening. Great first half for the Maroons to take a 2-0 advantage in this game. All they need to do in theory is just close it out. But we know that Roosevelt is not going to stop attacking. We need to be solid. We need to continue to play defense and attack and uh, hopefully build upon this, this lead. But so far, so good for the Maroons. As we're able to dispossess the Rough Riders at the halfway line, now dribbling into the, the Roosevelt's half. Mendez on the ball, finding a little 1-2. Great combination play. A bar to looking for a cross deep on the byline. It's way for offside. like that combination play right away there, Tanner. Exactly what we were talking about at halftime. Indeed. So you've got there Mendez playing center mid, getting high up the pitch 
as Joe Reed was checking to create a little space in behind. Uh, not a through ball situation, but still Joe Reed's first run and show created space for his center midfielder. So it was uh, uh, good patience there for Mendez playing that left winger, cutting in off the flank. So we've got a stoppage to play here as the referee is looking for uh, maybe a more inflated ball. I can't quite tell what the confusion is, but uh, ball is back in play. So we're, everything's under wraps, obviously, from the ref's perspective. Roosevelt in possession. Roosevelt, fun fact, three of their four defenders have orange cleats, uh, which is, I believe, a first in CML history. Uh, normally, we save the neons for the attacking side of the pitch, but uh, here in um, 42nd Street territory, they like the orange cleats here at the back. So, uh, kind of a fun little uh, piece of flair for the defense of the Rough Riders. As uh, on our side, just for reference, you've got gray, 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 and black across the back line for Dowling. So, something you never thought you'd hear on a radio broadcast, but... Uh, just a little something different for the back line for the Rough Riders. Yeah, the black the black boots is the traditional look. I don't know if our I mean I don't remember seeing you wear too many orange or white kicks back in the day. But I kept it pretty classic. I was uh, the Puma King classics with the blacks. I was uh, Nike Zoom International with the all blacks with no tongues. Uh, now the Puma King got a little fancy for my taste, and I'm I'm on the Copa Mundial. So. Oh my, great. Great Classic black leather shoes. I was never fancy enough to play with orange synthetic cleats, so I kept it simple. And um, back to the pitch on field and, and, and the athletes here that we're, we're telling you about, Dallin's in possession, a little bit back and forth there to the middle of your discussing cleat sizes. And now you've got a, a three ball on the right flank for the Maroons. That ball is kicked out for a Roosevelt throw-in. So we're three minutes into the second half here. It's 2-0. Will Dallin be able to get an early goal and separate from this 2-0 most dangerous lead in soccer, or will Roosevelt come out and find a chance early to force a bit of a barn burn on the stretch? That's what remains to be seen. So far, the game is, you know, picked up right where it's left, left, left off, so to speak. You got Roosevelt still playing kind of a high press, a lot of pressure on Dowling, but a little bit of space finally for John Pope on the ball here. Find a seat nicely to, to smarage. And a good turn there from Owen. Using the byline, you know, getting out, finding his forward speed. The Barca always comfortable on the ball. A little, you know, Owen didn't quite read it quite well, but got a touch to it. That's up back and through. And now Mendez on the flank, Mendez across the pitch. And so some of the better combinations that we've seen tonight have been here in the early parts of the second half where you use this left flank. Mendez, that time it was Owen Sprash, Henry Barca, Joe Reed, sometimes decoy, sometimes doing a layoff. He's playing the nine in the center forward position here this half. Typically an outside winger, but found that goal from the center forward position. And here has played well back to goal. It takes away probably his most dangerous weapon, which is getting behind people on through balls. But, you know, uh, a good target play. And you're seeing better combination from the Maroons here with him at that nine so far this half, at least. Yeah. And it gives him a little bit less space than behind, but. Oh, and uh, a feel for a penalty from Roosevelt. And waved off, and you can probably hear the fans telling you what they think about that call. As Owen Smraj was behind his defender and got a toe onto something, the ref's closer than us. There wasn't the ball wasn't a shin. Who are we to say? But uh, the Roosevelt fans with similar views definitely thought he got the player. And so as a result, the referee does not blow his whistle. The fans are continuing to let the refs hear what they think. And Meanwhile, down 
five minutes into the second half. So I thought mid sentence there, waiting to hear a whistle in a dangerous area. But play was waved on. Ref had a better view than us, so we'll ask no more questions and move on. And now we've got a foul blown here. But what I was going to say is with, with Reed playing to the middle, if he can get in behind, it's very dangerous. Now we've got a direct line on goal. And you saw it. Um, you saw that happen in the second goal. So I think having him up there centrally opens up a lot of things for the team. So it will be interesting to see how they combine here. Already have done really well just for the first six minutes in this half with Reed playing there in the number nine. And he did start the game out of the left earlier, I believe. He did. And, and as he goes into the middle, you know, who sacrifices minutes is Enrico Satori Fernandez, who literally wears number nine on his chest, as well as typically plays number nine for the Maroons. So Trey Fernandez is a bit more of a target forward. He, he's, he's amongst the bigger body, the members of this roster, and doesn't have the full speed of us to play winger uh, like a Mendez or a Molina. And so you end up with a different look. Andrew Schumacher is playing right wing right now. Schumacher is an incredible athlete. Uh, just a real multi-sport threat for the Maroons. A sophomore, someone who's likely to let her varsity in multiple sports for multiple years. So Coach Keeling going with athleticism of Schumacher on the flank over the body and skill of a Trey Fernandez in the middle. So just curious to see how Coach Keeling uses his lineup. One thing he likes to do is rotate his forwards across all those positions, and you're seeing that now. And it's been a good little start for Dallas Catholic. Yeah, been really solid. Roosevelt in the last couple minutes and has had a nice stretch of play. Now dallying back on the ball, and Leon pings a nice ball out to his own goal in the feet of Mendez out on the halfway line. A good Mendes, accuracy yeah. from Leon, but a tough touch, tough touch from Mendez. Roosevelt back in possession. And this game slowed down a little bit here, Ben. Both teams are uh, laid off the press a little bit. We talked about how tiring it is to just go on a full field press for 80 minutes, and you're seeing these teams take a bit of a lull here in this kind of seven minutes into the second half. Yeah, maybe just getting getting a little bit of breather, uh, so to speak. But the tempo has slowed a little bit. Both both teams fully settled into this game. Dowling comfortable. They're comfortable to have this game play out at this pace. Uh, absolutely. Roosevelt really needs to step up the attacking threat a little bit. And really, in the last couple minutes, they've asserted themselves a little bit more. They have some strong midfielders, we're seeing. I mean, they've got good center midfield play. They're able to physically... Um, out-muscle some of our midfielders, but we've still been able to play around them pretty well throughout this game. But still 2-0, 32 minutes left to go, a lot of minutes here left to play, and uh, everything left to play for here as well. Win or go home, and this, this is a semi-final matchup. Winner gets to go to the sub-state final for the right to play in the state tournament. I'm real honored to compete for your school at the state level. Again, shout-out to the Dallas Gavin boys track and field team for their state championship over the weekend. The most points ever scored in a 4A track meet. It's a real domination of the track state tournament. So proud day for the Maroons. I know that those athletes were walking to the halls with big smiles on their faces today here in West Des Moines. It's a tremendous accomplishment. And these soccer players saw those kids, you know, walking through the high school with smiles, with rings, with getting a lot of attention from everyone in the high school. And, you know, these kids also have dreams of state championships. And I start here tonight. Yeah, they're thinking, hey, you're not the only spring sports team that, that can compete here. Yep. So hopefully a little bit of winning their sales, a little bit of motivation, I'm sure, and uh, some camaraderie maybe between the two squads. And we were talking about Joe Reed and, 
you know, just coming back from an injury, maybe playing at 85% with that hamstring, but he just made a dead sprint run on kind of a hopeless ball to the goalie. So he's fully up for this game. And yeah, he's 85% back. You're reading this one speed, that's old speed. You know, he's a guy that always pushes it, always gives 110%, and he's going to do what his body can give him, and he's got his body dialed in to you know, a pretty good spot, and he's been the difference tonight. A goal and an assist and a 2-0 lead, so here he is backtracking hard, uh, up two goals on a soft hamstring. So, you know, Roosevelt seems to do some nice combination play. This game has been a little bit slower paced here in the second half, not quite as intense. Roosevelt starting to press a little bit more intensely, a little bit higher up the pitch. You know, and a turnover for Roosevelt. Now the ball's in top of the 18. Campbell has it. Campbell looks for a teammate this time and is intercepted. Trying to win it back from a Barca. Kicks a Barca. No foul given. That's just dangerous. You know, it's, it's, it's a little sloppy from Dowling. And, and we've seen it a few times. And, you know, Roosevelt can continue to be opportunistic there. So that's really, I think, where Roosevelt can get back into this game. Just like what we saw, them winning the ball from our defenders. So we really need to be aware of that. A great through ball this diagonally. And Roosevelt appealed for a penalty. This time there was less of a penalty argument, in my opinion. That ball was out for a corner kick, and the Roosevelt player initiated a little bit of a contact and went down. The fans, obviously, for Roosevelt, believe that as they cross 63rd Street, they should be getting more calls than they have tonight. Strong representation from the Rough Rider faithful tonight. It's playoff soccer. It's it's, it's the potential last chance to see your kids play. And credit to the Rough Riders for making the trip out tonight and and being in attendance and and showing up vocally as well. You love the the atmosphere that visiting fans can bring. Oh, yeah. The fans are getting into it. They know what's at stake. They know they still got every chance to get back into this game. So, looking for those calls. There wasn't really anything in that play from our perspective here. So, fair play to the referee to wave play on. Now, Dowling reasserting some possession, calmly playing it back. Abarca back to Smerich there in defense. Can Smerich find his feet again? Even better, Molina wide open with a sloppy touch, though. Dowling still retaining possession. So, some good play from Dowling. A little bit catchy there. But. Ben, this, you know, this is something that you can see. Oh, an interception from both. Both is able to get back in possession, but a potential breakaway averted by a good recovery from John Both, the freshman. And now Fabian Leone intercepts and finds Henry Abarca's feet. So, uh, some fireworks here as Dowling is playing offensively a great combination here. We'll hold for this as Schumacher down the right flank into the box. Schumacher by his man. Schumacher with a cross and a clearance for a corner kick. So, a quick up, back, and through from Owen to Joe Reed. Back down to, I think it was Molina for a through ball to Schumacher. And a 50-yard grounded through ball. Led to a corner kick now for the Maroons. Ray Molina and Mendez are on top of the ball. Molina with that dangerous left foot. Ball's played short. Back to Molina, corner of the 18. Getting it across in. A lot of air back on that ball. Abarca struggles to keep it in. Does so beautifully, actually. And a tough ball from Molina. Abarca resets to Grinnell. Grinnell tops the third of the pitch. Outside right to Molina. Molina into speed of Mendez. Mendez a through ball to Reed. Reed tries to get there. A great tackle from the center back for Dowling, for, excuse me, for Roosevelt. A great tackle. He left his feet. Joe Reed was about to score a goal, and he forced a corner kick. You said it, Ben, a goal-saving intervention from the center back. Great play. 
Yeah, good play all around there. Good, good defense, great left. The Barker to keep that ball in. He had to control it with his head all the way on the byline. Here's the cross, the corner kick. Good cross to Owen in the back post. And uh, ricochet, but a good header there. And Ben, what we saw there was what we saw the most dangerous chance in the first half was that ball went side to side in the final third. And when you're doing that, you're shifting the defense. You're finding people on the wrong side of their defender. And you're able to get a little bit of space to create combinations. And that time, it took a incredible two-footed tackle from the Roosevelt center back to save the goal. So credit to that player there. And it remains 2-0. We're 15 minutes in the second half. In the substitute semifinal, Don Catholic wearing maroon, maroon, and gray. Roosevelt wearing white, blue, white. Campbell, top of the 18 for Roosevelt. Campbell into the box. He is falling forward, and that is a free kick given, a yellow card given to, I believe, John Foth. So finally, after Roosevelt has fallen not once, not twice, but a third time in a dangerous spot, the referee has blown his whistle and added a yellow card to the sentence. So Foth has to exit the game. Number five, Josh Roman Castro will sub in for John Foth. This is a play where Campbell's battling fighting, clawing to get by, has all the momentum on his front feet, a little nudge from the defender. He goes down, appeals for a penalty. This is one yard, maybe a half yard outside the 18. So this ball is inside the frame of the goal, 18 and a half yards out. Campbell, the leading goal scorer for Roosevelt, over. He knows he's going to take this. Dowling has one, two, three, four, five people in a wall. And Abarca is standing on one of the posts. So conceding all of the area here, Campbell lining up the free kick, green shoes, shot on goal, always rising, and a tip over the crossbar, straight on target. Probably going to hit the crossbar and not go in, but Diego's taking no chances, tips it over the crossbar. Looking like probably crossbar, top side of the crossbar over the goal, but you never know if that ball's dipping. Super dangerous. That resulted from another sloppy passenger play from our defense giving the ball away. That's where Roosevelt's getting most of their chances. And it's getting even sloppier here as the game wears on. Something to keep an eye on. Here's the cross for Roosevelt in the corner. And a collision in the box appeals for another penalty from Roosevelt. That's at the end of the night. Roosevelt here playing hard, flying around the pitch. A lot of energy, not always into the most control, and the slightest nudge does come into the ground. And, uh, you know, Roosevelt strategically looking for, you know, an easier one. That ball's in the box. That's a shot on goal. It's blocked by Fabian. Another shot on goal is blocked by Danny. Roosevelt now is taking a two down in this stretch of play, as Dowling is showing a little bit of lackadaisical energy defensively. And Roosevelt, knowing that their season could be over unless they make things happen quickly, is fighting hard. Credit to the Rough Riders. Yeah. Oh, a great play from Campbell. Wow. Great skill. Back across the box. Cleared out by Ian Gradell here. Well, the other thing that's going on right now, we haven't seen this in any game we've called this year, is both not in the game. Out on the yellow cards. So I think Roosevelt realizes one of the most solid ball tacklers on Dowling rosters out of the field. They are really going taking a strong uh, attacking threat to Dally right now. They've had a sustained attack in our in our final third for the last three minutes from that foul. And they bring a center back up to this throw. We talked about this earlier. It's a narrow field and a big center back who can get the ball into the mixer. Ball's 
played short, a good cross, far post, a header on goal, and a bouncer to Diego Leal. He had to work to get there, but ultimately didn't have enough power in the end to get past him. But a good little cross here on the back side. Only one target in the box for Roosevelt. They're all looking for that ball. So here you go, Roosevelt, with a shot on goal, a couple penalty appeals, and a couple <coughs> corner kicks. They try to get this ball back into a 2-1 ball game. Dallin is possession now. And, Ben, this is a, a tough mental switch for the Bruins. And they now play out of bounds yeah. again. Clearing it. The yeah. Dowling defense does not have the composure right now to maintain the pressure from this Roosevelt attack. And you're seeing turnovers and balls just played in the touch. Mm-hmm. And they don't want anything to do with this pressure. And they don't want to be the ones that make the mistake. But now... Dowling under possession is Joe Reed looks to do a one-man attack. Yeah, and that ball is out on Joe Reed for a throw-in. But this mentality shift then of, you know, up two goals, trying to be calm in possession versus being slow to make decisions. And it's okay to not always play rapid, but you have to always be mentally dialed in and know what you're going to do with the ball. And Dowling is just showing the inability to decide between those two spots. But offensively, another chance here. This game's gotten more end-to-end. The fans are cheering both directions. And you're going to see some fireworks here. 22 minutes to play, 2-0 lead. A good tackle on Bobby and Allen. And the Dallas fans are giving their biggest cheer of the night. Game is wide open right now. It's end-to-end. It's desperation defending, really, from Dallas in the last five minutes. Uh, They can't seem to play out, so we're just sparing the ball. And as you said, it's just a little bit of a lackadaisical energy, maybe indecisiveness when we were on the ball as defenders, and that's where we're continuing to give it, turn it over to Roosevelt. A great through all by Campbell, but got the ball from the byline across this front of the box, and it's uh, not cleared inside the six, partially cleared. Great turn from Mendez. Great turn from Mendez. Left flank here to Kopich, I think, or Schumacher, out for a throw in. What a great play. You're seeing Campbell really turn up the energy. He's now not just shooting from distance, coming deeper into the field, getting more possession, trying to become more playmaker. So, a uh, pretty impressive run of play here from Roosevelt. Their strongest look of the night. Easily their, their best pass to play for these last five minutes. They've been all over the Maroons. They've had a lot of good chances. Dowling's done well, though, on the cross. Uh, Roosevelt looked to play in some crosses and looked to get some balls in low. Dowling's able to cut it out at the front post. Hopefully we can settle things down a little bit. You still have John Post sitting out on the yellow card suspension. He gets ready to check back in. Roosevelt on the flank here. He's behind the defender. He's into the 18. Cuts inside his left foot. And the third defender, Gridell, gets the clearance. Put a big run down the right flank on a cut-in. Roosevelt not giving up yet. Now Barca coming out and carrying possession. He's got a lot of space. And Roosevelt's pushing more numbers forward. The midfield is going to open up. This game will be end-to-end a greatly weighted through ball. Abarca out to Molina. Molina left with a cross. Back to Abarca. She takes touch into the box. Abarca shot on goal. And Abarca with a corner kick. And I'm going to rule that. Oh, it's actually called to be a handball on Henry Abarca. Because it's definitely deflected off the yeah. Roosevelt defender, but the rule to uh, use his hand illegally to get that ball down to uh, a shot on goal. So an exciting couple of minutes here, Ben, for this uh, CML soccer game. Yeah, breathless action. Dowling needs a little bit of a respite here because Roosevelt 
is uh, throwing numbers forward, getting chances. We've been able to sustain that pressure. John Folk's getting ready to check back in. Great touch for Campbell. Great touch. Great couple touches. The through ball. In the box. Back to Roosevelt player. Out wide to Roosevelt player. Heavy touch. Cross is cleared out once, but not good enough by Gridell. Bobby was a hefty clearance in the touch. So 20 minutes to play. Halfway through the second half, it's 2 0 down in Catholic. Throw in for Roosevelt. Roosevelt is threatening and playing like their season's on the line, which it is. And this cross, it safely means Diego Leon. But these last 10 minutes have been heavy for Roosevelt. Dowling's still looking dangerous during this stretch of play well, because of the openness of the midfield and their ability to get some touches, take yards easily, and then find a through ball. But ultimately, Roosevelt on the front foot. Yeah, I mean, that's where you expect Dowling to capitalize on a counterattack. Roosevelt, though, even with all the number of scores, they've been able to, to uh, you know, sort of stomp out that Dowling attack. We just haven't really been able to exploit the space. Now we've got the ball deep in Roosevelt's half for a Roosevelt throw-in, and we've got some subs ready to check in, including John Foke coming back into the game. But, yeah, quite the last 10 to 15 minutes, Roosevelt waking up and, and really trying to get that goal to get back into this game. And also on that sideline entering the game or about to enter the game is Kevin Kopich. You know, Kevin is a bigger player and provides a lot more of a defensive presence in the midfield. You know, some of these younger players through Dowling, I know Kevin's only a sophomore, uh, they're, they attack more than they defend, if we're being honest. And in, a, in the spirit of these last 10 minutes where the game has, you know, opened up and Roosevelt is looking a little more dangerous, I think Coach Schilling's going with a defensive option here for his midfield. So we'll see when these two players come into the match. Certainly, freshman John Foe's playing almost every minute of the season. Uh, and, you know, in his spot, you had Owen Farage move into center back. And then number five, the freshman Josh Castro play left back. So Keeling sliding the more experienced Owen in the center back in John's absence. Yeah, I think it's a good play. But a through ball here over Josh's head. And that Roosevelt player is on goal. Offside. The lineman flag went up initially, and then it came down. Center ref didn't see I have a lot of questions for the linesman. I believe the center ref ruled the linesman off the offside call because the ball was deflected, which is not the rule of the game as I understand it. I don't I believe it matters the ball was deflected as long as the intention was to play to that player. Yeah, so one thing if the, 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 def- the down defender actually plays it back. Correct, which would be there's no offside. Yeah. But if you're playing it through and you get a, a toe onto the ball, but the player was offside when the ball was hit, by my understanding of the laws of the game, that's still offside. Right. So the downing defense there took kind of the play off because the flag went up, yet luckily they weren't able to convert on the chance. A really weird uh, pass of play there. So now the ball rolls gently into the Diego Leon's feet so he can settle things down, but some confusion. You have the coaches talking to the referees, the referees, you know, doing sign language to explain what the call was, all that to be still a 2 0 lead for Dowling Catholic with 16 30. Yeah, I, you know, I saw the flag go up and I figured the play had been blown dead. And we saw a Roosevelt player basically play a ball in uh, across the box for a wide open look. Somehow they didn't score, but had that gone in, that goal would have stood. Here's Mendez. Great. Oh, Charles Joe Reed, and that is offside, but. 
a good run from Mendez, takes 25 yards on the left flank, beats the guy, cuts his side, and throws a through ball in the far post. But, you know, credit to the Rosa player there, as you play through the whistle, the flag does not stop you from playing. The center ref does have that power over the linesman to overrule a call. And so he kept going, and, you know, the lesson with LA defense is you don't stop when the flag goes up. You stop when that whistle is done blowing. You play through that whistle. Dowling Catholic avoided a controversial allowance of a goal there in that instance. Luckily, it's 2 0 remains. And that stoppage play here now allows for some substitution. So, yep, you've got a defense for offensive sub. You have Kopich on for Molina in the middle of the park. And you have John Foth back in at center back. And Ellis Ranch falls back out to left back. So, uh, Coach Chilling seeing the pressure and getting his bigger body, more defensive-minded players back into the pitch as soon as possible. Yeah, it's almost like the mentality that Dallas taking on here these last 10 minutes is we're up 2-0. We're going to defend. We know Roosevelt is going to pressure. The attackers are staying high up the field, kind of just waiting for that ball to be dealt with by the defender and be played on for a counterattack. But none of that's really coming together. Roosevelt's been able to sort of sustain that that offensive pressure. So we need to get back into our shape from earlier and just play that game that we played to look for this counterattacking game. And Roosevelt's pressure again, now they're into Dowling's half going across the 30-yard line, 40 yards from goal. Midfielder makes a nice cut. Space on top of the box. Nice combination play. A shot opens up. There's four defenders on Roosevelt's midfielder number 10. Good play from 10, honestly, to maintain possession there. Absolutely. You know, Ben, formation changes at this level of the game during the middle of a half are risky. But, wow, Joe Reed with a 30-yard run and got into the box or near it and was dragged down and won the penalty. But when the ref doesn't give it on the other end, it's hard to go back and give it on the side of the home crowd, but, uh, boy, a, a decent argument for a penalty there as Joe Reed really ran out of gas towards the end of a 35-yard run, but as I was saying, Ben, it's so much for Mason in the middle of the game, but 4-3-3, as you mentioned, you've got some players hanging out in the front. We've seen the 3-5-2 this season for Coach Teeling. Does getting you those extra center midfielders and having a little bit more behind the ball help as this number nine, Campbell, is playing deeper into possession, and as we see here, Zay carving up the center midfielder, and Campbell's into the box, that ball's laid off a shot on goal, and a big save! A big save from Diego Leone! A great run from number 98, and Campbell combinations with number 19, finds the left leader on a through ball, and probably the best shot on goal so far for Roosevelt. A good save as Diego Leone gets down low and keeps it 2-0. There's 13 minutes to play. Roosevelt is getting hungrier and hungrier as their season might end unless they find the back of the net. There you go again. So, you know, great play from Roosevelt, best look of the night, but luckily the shot was right at goal. We come out, have an opportunity to bring the ball to the field. Every downing player is running up the field, running away from the ball. Nobody's checking the ball like they were earlier in the game. Then we give the ball away again. So we really are just looking for that all-out counterattack because we know – the Roosevelt team is getting numbers forward. They're pressuring. So everybody's eyes are getting wide on that offensive end. Just need to slow things down a little bit and get on the ball and show to the ball. Now here's Mendez. 
As Amendez moved into the middle, this substitution with Henry Ibarca off, Andrew Schumark on some great <laughs> A couple of just rollovers to buy the stats in the original defense. Ultimately, unable to uh, kick on the pass. But we've got uh, Schumacher now at the left wing. The Schumacher has some strength and athleticism that Abarca doesn't quite have yet. And Coach Schilling going for the fresh legs here. This Rosso player cannot quite get to the end of that one. So there's 12 minutes to play. There's, you know, 2 0. And the Dowling bench, we've seen this all season from Coach Schilling. So credit to him for the teamwork that he built in his squad. They've stood the entire game. This is a squad that cheers for each other, supports each other, and coaches each other from the sidelines. And that has been no difference here tonight in the playoffs as they're on their feet for the last 70 minutes of soccer. Yeah, it's amazing. They, they're always standing, engaged in the game, ready to go. He does you know, rotate quite a few players, so everybody always needs to be ready at any time. Um, as you say, we've got 11 minutes left to go with a 2-0 lead. So, you like where we sit. Roosevelt has presented a very uh, aggressive attack here for the last 10 to 15 minutes. They've had some great looks on goal. Trying to get this game just a 2-1. From their perspective, changes everything. Look at the speed on the outside. Danny G. Oh, he's got away. Away. He's on the byline. And that ball is ruled to be just out of play. Danny G was stride for stride with the left winger. He got the ball first, but his touch failed him as this left winger was behind him for an instant. Take the winger out there. And his touch went about three inches over the touch line, out for a goal kick, but a threat. And so now Roosevelt's substitution, they brought in the center back off. This is the, the longest center back has been taking the big throw-ins is off. They now have four attackers on. So Coach Ream is understanding the situation that they're in. There's 10 minutes to play. If they don't score two goals, this season is over. they got to get a goal fast. 3-0 doesn't hurt you. 2-2 is only going to get you out of this instance. So uh, Coach Tim Ream doing a substitution here. And now Rosa looking to play, I think it's a 3-4-3, it appears. Uh, but I'm sure when possession this will look more like a 3-3-4. Mm -hmm. Dowling here, Joe Reed on the left sideline. Dispossessed. Roosevelt now a battle for on the sideline. And that ball did not appear to be out of play. And that's the most animated we've seen the Roosevelt bench tonight. Uh, that ball was right in front of them. And Coach Reem doesn't agree with the ball at the high angle. I don't agree with it either. But Dowling will take it. The, the, the whole ball has to go out. The whole ball has to cross the whole line. And you know, AR's right there. He thought it did, so he raised his flag. And now we've got the Dowling Catholic Maroons with a throw-in. And that ball is not thrown in well enough, so Roosevelt wins possession, looks for the direct route. Both under pressure from Campbell. A poor header from Both. Campbell under possession. It's bouncing in the box. A poor clearance. Roosevelt fighting for it. This ball is everywhere but on the ground. And now Dallin settles things down and switches the field and has a lot of space here for Joe Reed. Joe Reed beats one player in the middle of the park. And there's eight and a half to play. Dallin Catholic up 2-0 in a sub-state semifinal. Winner plays Wednesday at Joaquin Northwest. We won't be doing radio Wednesday night, but please come out and support your Dallin Catholic Maroons if this score holds. 
we could use your help going into that tough environment up in Waukee. And we've got Abarca in the box and across. Abarca has crossed with Scott and the defender. And now distribution from the goalie. Roosevelt looking to make a quick attack. Grudel pokes it out for a throw in. These players are fired up. There's eight minutes left in the season, and some of the players, the career for Roosevelt, can they keep possession? They cannot. They've got eight minutes to keep their season alive now, Sanders. They they sense it. They know these last 20 minutes, they've been all open. Credit to Roosevelt. They really have stepped their game up. They are not going out without a fight, and you're seeing the Rough Riders do everything they can, including a long shot here, blocked by folks' backside but it's not cleared properly, so that ball continues to just have, you know, the Dallas Cowboys defense under this pressure from Roosevelt has not looked as steady as what we've seen. Probably one of the steadier back lines that I've seen this season was Waukee with some of their senior center midfielders. Dally not quite with that level of composure. This ball is bouncing into the box, and a really smart play there by John Close. He heads it back to his goalie from his own penalty spot under pressure, and Diego and John were on the same page, luckily, as pressure was averted, temporary relieved. But now Roosevelt back under possession again, as Dowling cannot keep possession under this desperation pressure from Roosevelt. It's just, it's just night and day, the difference in this game from what we're seeing in the last 10, 15 minutes from the first half. Dowling can get no more than two to three passes connected. Roosevelt incredibly seems to be able to just win every 50-50 ball, they're nipping the ball right off of Dowling's foot before they're getting ready to play it. No, it's to them. Ball in dangerous position here. Owen, all he can do is clear it out for a throw-in. So, again, Roosevelt's long thrower was relieved for another striker. So, we'll see if they go short here. They put it into the box. He's in the box. That ball is cleared out for a corner. corner so, throw-in becomes a corner now. There's six and a half minutes to play. The 2-0 ball game. Corner kick for Roosevelt. Dowling has nine players in the box, a Barca at the halfway line, and Stray Fernandez on top of the 18. A good spin finger and a great ball. And the ball is on the six-yard line. The ball on the penalty spot. It's in the air. It's cleared out. Headed back into the 18. Bouncing. Falling to Roosevelt. A shot on goal. It's blocked. And a flurry of action here on the Dowling defensive end as a great corner kick fell to a dangerous spot. Roosevelt still in possession. Roosevelt with possession here, attacking third, trying to dribble out of touch. And a heavy touch for Roosevelt. The throw in Dowling, five and a half to play. Dowling hanging on to a two goal lead. Hanging on for dear life. Credit for Roosevelt. It looked really strong, really, for most of the second half. I don't know where that was in the first half. Maybe it was just knowing that they really had to step it up. But Dowling just can't find any space. They can't get away from the pressure of Roosevelt. Now a Barkley's turn. He's got four guys on him. And again, it's a tough option there. Now, fortunately, Molina was able to read it. Molina keeps the ball in the But it'll work. Now, Danny G under pressure. Back to Fabian under pressure. Pressure's a thing with a half. Danny G yeah. turns it over and then commits a soft foul after a turnover. So, Roosevelt, the clock is ticking. It might be too little too late for the Rough Riders. They still have time, just under five minutes, four and a half. It's a free kick from right inside the half. I expect them to dump the ball in, but it doesn't really have any numbers. 
Now, one thing that's been missing is these set pieces. Roosevelt has not gotten players into the box. We've got a lot of people forward. A long shot and a bounce is caught. Bobbled by Diego. Yeah, he does well to get that on distance, but really unlikely to be a goalie from 32 yards out. But at this point, you have to try for a miracle if you got to score two goals in four minutes. So, Roosevelt trying a bit of everything now. And Dowling, again, just concedes possession immediately. Roosevelt on the right-hand side. We're going to get a cross in, a good in-swinging cross, cleared out. And it's a boom ball clearance there from Dowling. Roosevelt's defender reads it well. And Menez is on. For a through ball. Menez is on Kai. It's two on three. Dowling. Menez one on one in the left flank. Step overs. Long shot on goal. Directly at the keeper. Good hit. It's a good hit. And a goal here would all but settle things for Dowling and would cause a lot of problems for Roosevelt if they get their end. So we'll see how this game shakes out. Dowling, Molina, to Mendez, and that ball's had a touch by Molina. Not enough concentration on that pass. So Roosevelt throwing. Roosevelt charging up the pitch. In possession of through ball. Really kind of a desperation ball. Let's get it forward. Rolls out for a goal kick. And Diego Leon is smart here. He'll take about 30 seconds to re-enter this ball. I, the referee outsmarts Diego Leon and stops the clock for a substitution. You wonder if there's not a sub here. Does this clock keep ticking? But a sub, Drew Dunlop comes on for Andrew Schumacher. Joe Reed comes on for Enrico Sorry Fernandez. So you've got some bigger bodies coming into the game. You have three minutes left. Coach Silly doesn't want to continue this thing of a set piece. And now you've got a goal kick that bounces out of bounds. So three minutes to play. Roosevelt down 2-0. Desperation. CML substate. If they lose, their season is over. And their season to play their last game for the Rough Riders. We'll see what happens here in possession for Roosevelt. Middle of the park. Combo from the center midfielders. Taking 20 yards easily is Roosevelt and a bit of a foolish long shot there from a player we've liked tonight, left back Nava, who unfortunately just got a little bit too excited to be in the attacking third and hit a dribbler towards Leon, who clears it long. Abarca settles with his feet off the goal kick. Not easy to do. Abarca now plays Mendez in. He would have been offside. The advantage is given. And now Dowling is just setting back deep. Roosevelt's able to really bring the ball up the field quickly. And Dowling is just kicking it long at this point. There's two That's all we need, play. right? We just, I mean, two I, goals, two minutes is tough math. So at this point, if you can keep it away from your end, that's not bad math. That's not bad soccer. Just going to clear the ball. I'm surprised we're not seeing more dribble out to the corner from Dowling. They keep looking for those three goals. There's a good back pass for Goodell if you can find a seeker. That's the reason we're out there. Now Mendez, will he look to kill the game and dribble the corner flag? He's actually looking to attack down the middle. Dowling will be playing in 48 hours against 
Northwest. That's Wednesday night at 6.30. We will not be broadcasting the game, but please come out and support the Maroons in a battle for a state tournament appearance. The big applause from the sideline as Drew Dunlop feels the victory goes to the Maroons, and it's 3-0 with 90 seconds to play. Roosevelt still charging forward like they have been, but we all know at this point this math is nearly impossible for the Rough Riders, and it's going to be Dowling Catholic in the Substate Final. Yeah, it's not looking good for the Rough Riders. And, you know, I stand corrected. Here's a medic pass to Mendes and Warga. As I'm talking about, hey, why don't we dribble the ball into the corner and kill the game out? Mendes fakes that, comes back inside, slides Dunlap through for that goal. And I think maybe Dunlap actually got taken out or, you know, maybe got uh, took some contact from the goalie there on that 50-50 where he was able to beat it to it, slide it in. But he might have taken some contact from the goalie. Hopefully he'll be okay for the game Wednesday, which we have less than a minute left to go. And 3-0 up on the Rough Riders. We were looking at a sub-state final matchup versus either Walking Northwest or Tumwa. We'll get an update maybe on that score before the broadcast ends tonight. And now 30 seconds, less than 30 seconds left. Roosevelt looking for one last attempt to try to get on the score sheet. Turnover by Dowling. Dowling dumps it deep into the Roosevelt tap. So at this point, just a few seconds left. Great game from Dowling to be able to take a 3-0 lead on Roosevelt, sustaining a ton of pressure. We've got five, four, three, two, and that is the game. 3-0, Dowling Catherine over the Roosevelt Outsiders in the sub-state semifinal. We will take a quick commercial break and come back with post-game action and interview. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment. Whether it's in the classroom or at home, Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. It can be easy to look at how someone is dressing or acting and judge them. But have you ever thought about how much grace is available in these situations? The next time someone makes a questionable decision, instead of judging and condemning, uphold their dignity for them. We do greater good by lifting them up in prayer and respecting their personhood than if we mentally tear them apart in our thoughts. We can uphold the dignity of others even when they are unable to recognize their own value. Listener-supported Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM KWKY, Des Moines, 94.5 FM K233BT, Des Moines, 88.5 FM KIHS, Adel, 90.9 FM KLOX, Creston. Welcome back to the campus of Dowling Catholic High School. This is the post-game show where Ben Steele and Tanner Krauss are bringing you analysis of the boys' varsity soccer victory where the Maroons defeated the Roosevelt Rough Riders 3-0 in a sub-state semifinal. A thrilling match. Credit to Roosevelt. They really gave it their all in the second half there, but ultimately credit is due to Coach Steele and his Maroons for not succumbing to the pressure and overcoming that to have a 3-0 victory, getting that last sealer from Dunlop to secure the bid again 
Northwest. We do have a live update for you. It is seven to zero in Waukee. The Northwest Wolves are ahead of Atumwa, so barring the greatest comeback in Iowa State soccer history, Waukee Northwest will be our opponent Wednesday night, 6.30 p.m. That will not be radio broadcasted, but that will be available to all of our fans across the state to go out to that high school and cheer on your Maroons in a bid for a state tournament. So that's Wednesday night. But, Ben, let's take some minutes to talk about tonight. And we will be joined in the booth, as always, by Coach Killing and another one of the players for hosting the interview and following that up with our Man of the Match awards. So, Ben, 3-0, victory over Roosevelt. What are your thoughts on the game? Lovely night, victorious night. The game was really an entertaining game for, for everybody involved, fans on both sides. It was 3-0, but, you know, the game was tightly contested in the second half. The third goal, if you're just joining us, really just coming at the, right at the end of the game for Dowling to seal it um, with Roosevelt pushing all their numbers forward. What we saw really was Dowling play just a, a great first half, um, as expected, keeping possession, creating chances, converting on chances, going up 2-0. looked like they had the game well in hand. And we talked about it at halftime. It feels comfortable. But Roosevelt is not going away. They're going to come out strong. If they get a goal, things get dicey. And they pushed hard. They had a, uh, a lot of chances in the second half. We got a yellow card, um, which I think really opened the door, especially with John Foth, who was the receiver of the yellow card going out for a while. He's our steadfast center back. So back and forth, you had Dowling, you know, Dowling taking control of the game. Roosevelt on the desperation comeback, nearly pulling it off. Couldn't get that first goal, however. Ultimately, Dowling is able to see the game out and win 3-0. So, great victory for the Marines. But we talked about the energy that Dowling needed to bring in the second half. The first 10 minutes, both sides were a little bit less than 100% in terms of their aggressiveness, their defensive pressing, and their urgency in possession. Then Roosevelt really accelerated and pushed the game to its limit for most of the second half. It's one of those instances where as motivating the speech as Coach Sealing can give, as, as much as the players understand the importance of the moment, when you've got a team whose back is against the wall and their season and the seniors, their career is on the line, matching that desperation is virtually impossible. Dowling ultimately couldn't withstand all of that pressure and play, play a pretty game down the stretch, but they were able to deliver where it mattered most. That's on the scoreboard. And ultimately at this stage, it's not how you win, it's if you win, and Dowling's advancing one more day. Yeah. It, it was really interesting because Roosevelt, the, the whole first half, playing high pressure, so they were all over our defenders, their forwards, turning us over. It didn't result in much. We were still able to kind of play the way that we wanted to. But I think what we saw in the second half with with what Roosevelt was able to do there for a sustained period is really put us under pressure was what Coach Matt Reed was looking for the whole time. And it was really when their backs were against the wall that they were able to produce some more chances. But you said it, right? We played pretty for a while. Then we, we got the job done. We, you know, we, we, got a, we pulled out a gritty win. We were able to cut out those passes in the back. Yes, Roosevelt had pressure. We were blocking shots on top of the box. We were cutting out crosses. We weren't really letting them get at goal. Really, the only thing they had were some shots from, you know, from outside the 18. So, we were bend but not break defense tonight. And like you said, it's hard to match that intensity. you got a team that is, that is, you know, their season's over for all intents and purposes, and that's the mentality they were playing with. 
So I think a good learning experience for, for the, the young squad and really a solid uh, way to pull out the win. To be able to be comfortable but then have to sustain some pressure and then get that goal to seal it, um, it's just a great way to win and get into that sub-state final. A tough matchup ahead. Waukee Northwest, opponent we've seen once so far this season, went up into Waukee, you know, conceded twice in a 2-0 loss to the Wolves. Obviously, Waukee Northwest on a bit of a high coming off a dominant victory over Tumwa. You know, they can rotate their squad when their scoreline looks like that. What's Dallin Catholic going to need to do to get the result against the Tumwa on Wednesday? Well, they need to play their game. When we saw a little bit of the Northwest game, they had they had that streaming um, to be able to watch. And what you saw was Dowling play possession. They played well in the middle of the field, but they just didn't have the final attacking threat. Maybe it wasn't enough numbers forward. Maybe it was being without, you know, maybe a Joe Reed or some of the more physical attackers. But if we play our game and get more numbers forward to create chances, we're, we can play with Walking Northwest. But we know with them – they are going to, you know, they play a very direct style. And they're going to create a lot of the chances. They're playing at home. We've talked about this throughout the season. Last year, the Waukee team, before they split Waukee to Waukee Northwest, was probably the best high school soccer team we've ever seen <laughs> in state, Iowa State high school soccer. Most of the split, from what I hear, has gone to Waukee Northwest. So you've got a loaded team. But we know, Tanner, we played them once. Yes, we lost, but we know we can play with them. So I think what you want to see is Dowling not really adjust things, play their game, and now we've got a Joe Reed back to see what we can do. Any thoughts from you there? Well, on top of that, Ben, what adds to a little bit of a threat for the Dowling Catholic Maroons is that it was at this stage last season where Waukee lost its first game and they got upset in the subsidy final on penalty kicks. So the players that did play on that Waukee team that are now on Northwest have been in this moment, and they know the fragility of knockout soccer. So they're going to be – a little more experience in, in that knockout environment. It's interesting to see how they approach the game as we are now approached by our post-game interview and uh, no no other than senior Joe Reed into the booth. Captain Joe, goal scorer, assist scorer. Congratulations to the victory. How are you feeling tonight? Thank you. It was, a, it was definitely a good win. Good Roosevelt squad. We put our chances away, so we're looking forward to Northwest. Yeah, Joe, you've set out, you know, for a lot of minutes this season with a little bit of an injury. What's the mentality? Senior season, you know you want to play. You know, how do you stay engaged and, I guess, you know, keep those nerves at bay as you wait to play again? Mentality is just to visualize winning, to be yeah. honest. So all we want to do is just make the state, make run a state, and win a state. So that's the mentality. So the mentality, Joe, talk about your mentality as you approach playing on the wing versus at the center forward. You know, your first goal came from you at the left side, got that nice cross in for a goal to Enrico. Your your goal came playing the nine, got in behind the turnover. How do you approach the game differently depending on where you lined up? Yeah, um, well, I see them as positions like the top three positions just mainly as, I don't know, I just roam around, to be honest. I just make runs wherever I want to, whenever I want to. So, yeah, I don't really see a difference, to be honest, except checking in from the nine, but, yeah. Some more of a free-flowing, looking for space. Yeah, that's what I like to do, definitely. Absolutely. And I think maybe that presents some different looks for the defense. We saw that out of Roosevelt tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how's the body feeling now this late in the season as you get back into the action? I'm not going to lie. My, my legs are pretty pretty dead, but got to keep going. 
Got to keep going. Joe, any uh, final words you look forward to walking Northwest on Wednesday? Yeah, I can't I can't wait to play my boys, and I don't know. It's going to be good to beat them. So. I know you yeah. play club with all those guys out there. Well, you know their tendencies and all their skills and weaknesses. And, sure, yeah. you know, we won't be in the broadcast booth. We'll be there in the stands, and we wish you the best of luck. Joe, congrats. Thank Welcome you. back to the lineup. Thank you. Rest yeah. up, ice those legs up. Great win. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. And now we've got the Maroons coach. Uh, Jackson Teeling come into the booth. Thank you, Joe Reed, for your thoughts and comments as always. Coach Teeling, congratulations on the win tonight, 3-0 over Roosevelt. How are you feeling right now? Uh, relieved is probably the adjective. Um, first off, just want to give credit to, to Coach Matt Ream and the Roosevelt Rough Riders. That was a hell of a performance by them. Um, for large portions of the game, they were the better team. Um, we looked We looked young tonight, I think, so a lot to learn and pull from. Um, from that performance, but we, we put our chances away, which is a lot to be said. We struggled at that at times throughout the year, so I'm just happy to be moving on. Yeah, you, as you said, you were clinical, and clinical early. Yep. What does that first goal do for you guys five minutes into the game? I mean, it's everything. We talked about it in the locker room. The coaches and I were texting about it throughout the throughout their work day. We're like, man, if we could just score early, like we'll put ourselves in a good position, which we did, right? I mean, when you put yourself in that position, you can kind of – think control the tempo of the game and, and, and get a little bit more comfortable, but Roosevelt responded really well after every goal we scored. Um, and it, it was a battle throughout. So, again, great, great learning moment for the young kids on our team, and it's great to advance to the, to the final. Talking about that final, looking forward to a tough Northwest team. They took care of business. Last week after was 7-0 over Atumwa with a couple minutes to play. How do you get your team elevated to deliver at that level and ultimately get into the state tournament? Yeah, we're going to have to be better than we were tonight. Um, and it's just the, the whole sub-state run is kind of tough because the games are so close together. So all of last week, we're not only preparing for Roosevelt, but we also, also have to prepare for Northwest at the same time. Obviously not looking ahead, but with such a short turnaround and one day of practice tomorrow, we got to be prepared for where we're going to play, which we were assuming was going to be Northwest based on their bracket. So we, we are prepared um, in a sense. Um, from last week's practice uh, regimen, but uh, we'll regroup tomorrow. We probably have a really light practice, watch some video on Northwest, talk about our game plan, and and go at it full throttle. Northwest is a team you guys have played already this season, so yep. you know that you you know anything you take from that game leading into this this final here is all bets off. Everything out the window, final. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was telling you guys, too, and the coaches, like, this game versus Roosevelt is going to be different than our game that we played them earlier in the season just because it's the postseason. Um, I think it'll be the same way as Northwest, right? Energy levels will be a little bit higher. Maybe teams will be subbing a little bit less as you're trying to make that run to state. Um, we know what they're about. We know how they play. They know kind of our identity as well. So it's going to be who who's going to be a different difference maker, right? Who's going to find that little edge or, or tuck one away and, and ultimately come out on top. I think it's going to be a great game. Coach, you talked in the pregame about how you've been doing everything competitively in your training sessions, whether it was warm-ups, possession style, or to-goal competition, but you were keeping score, you were rewarding the winners, you were incentivizing the losers. What has that done to the mentality of your team in playoff mode? Yeah, I think at this point in the season, um, competing is everything, right? It sounds cliche, but especially just in the sense of high school soccer. The team that works the hardest, that wants it the most, usually is going to come out on top or at least be right there. Um, I think our team has struggled this year to to, to compete to our best. Um, again, we're young. We're like a, U, a U16 squad playing U18 squads most of the time. Um, so that's what we're trying to do, just 
just let them know this is this is season number two. It's winter, go home. So you better leave everything out there. Leave no doubt in your mind. Leave no doubt in your teammates' mind, your coach's mind. Uh, you put everything out there and compete it to the best of your ability. Great, Coach. We'll keep winning. Uh, go Maroons. We will be broadcasting you on Wednesday night, but we'll be there supporting you. Uh, we're going to quickly do a uh, wrap-up and talk about our man in the match. And we uh, congratulate Coach Sealing as he leaves the booth on a 3-0 victory. Again, Dallin Kaslik has advanced to the sub-state final here in boys varsity soccer with a 3-0 home victory over the Roosevelt Rough Riders. Goals by Reed, Sartori Fernandez, and Dunlop in the 3-0 victory. So, Ben, with that, give us your final thoughts and your man of the match. Final thoughts. It's a great win, obviously, because we're in an elimination format and we get to a final, right? We get the opportunity to win the sub-state division and go to state. And you win it 3-0 against the good Roosevelt side. So, I think from a Dowling mentality – the players take a lot from it. You heard Joe Reed tell us that was a good team we out there that we just beat. And we had to be clinical, and they were, right? So um, confidence booster for sure. Extremely tough matchup heading into Wednesday. My man of the match, thanks for giving me the first crack at it. To me, it's just it's, it's such low-hanging fruit. It's so easy, but it's Joe Reed, right? I mean, we haven't been able to call him all season. He comes back, gets an assist right away, and then scores – 10 minutes after that, so for all intents and purposes, put the game away. Um, so I, I go out to Joe Reed. We definitely really miss a lot of his speed and, and just his leadership and attacking. So having him back was the difference tonight. Yeah, I'm not going to get too cute on this one. Joe Reed, man of the match, the difference maker, two goals in the first half, two goal contributions, one goal, one assist. Uh, shout out to Drew Dunlop, now a player in the score sheet a ton. Got that clincher there at the end. Happy for him. He did pick up a knock in the process. You hope Drew's able to recover and shake it off and get back for Wednesday. As you do, Joe, you've heard him say his legs are shot. You know, he's not playing on a full hamstring. And as he plays, he goes hard. He doesn't monitor or moderate his energy out there. And that's what we love about him. So hopefully this Dowling team can rehab in a healthy way, get back to action Wednesday, and go in with a full roster as they battle Joaquin Northwest. Uh, with that said, um, last broadcast, we're uh, seconds away from wrapping up, but Ben, just thoughts on the season? Great season for Dowling. You know, we had uh, a lot of tough-fought games, a lot of games we called were fairly close. My thoughts are that, you know, overall, I think probably exceeding expectations. A young squad, just a couple seniors starting, um, able to get to the finals of sub-state. Obviously, the goal for all these players, I think, leading in was to get to state. We still have work to do, but to be where they are now with the full squad, with all this momentum, I think is just a win. So very proud of this team, how they've developed. You've seen a lot of player development throughout the season. Um, certainly one with plenty of challenges, a lot of adversity for them to overcome. It's just going to make them stronger as this team grows. Uh, but overall, great season. Ecstatic to see them make the sub-state final, have an opportunity to play, to get into state. And as Tanner said, we're not broadcasting that game, but Waukee's got a big, brand-new stadium, plenty of room for fans, so everybody try to get out and support Dowling. Um, and thanks for listening this season. Tanner, how about from your end? Well, thank you to Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you to our underwriters at Iowa Catholic Radio for supporting this broadcast. Most importantly, thanks to you, the listeners, and our supporters of this programming. We're really happy to be able to bring you 
boys varsity high school soccer across the state of Iowa. It's a privilege for us to call these games. To reflect back on the season, Coach Schilling did a nice job with this younger squad, developing them. You saw contributions that we've talked about from Mendez, from Molina, from Foth, and many others as they've progressed. The season is not over. They need one more big progression to get over this hump, and it's going to be an exciting one on Wednesday, a lot on the line. But it's just been a pleasure to share the booth with you, Ben, and to share our evenings with all our listeners out there. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is going to be one final sign-off of the season. You've been listening to Dowling Catholic Boys Soccer on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks, and have a good night. Our coverage of Dowling Catholic Sports is underwritten by Ashworth Vision Clinic, Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, the Catholic Tuition Organization, Mercy One, and Skeffington's Formaware. Thank you for supporting the businesses that underwrite Iowa Catholic Radio. The proceeding has been a Dowling Catholic Sports presentation on Iowa Catholic Radio.